What's up, fellers? How do? Let's go. <laughs> Today's a big day. Today's a good day for multiple reasons. Yeah. Today's gonna be a fun day. What do you think? What do you think of my role in here? You like the vibe? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys don't know who it is, so I'll just nope. save you the guessing. Uh, you remember Uncle Tupelo? I've talked yeah. about Uncle Tupelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, right? From Belleville? Yep. Yeah, you have. Uh, my childhood, they had a divorce. And there were two bands that came out of it. One of them was Wilco, which I'm sure you've heard of. I have. Yep. The other one was Sunvolt, which was the cooler of the two. And this is Sunvolt. Windfall. Wind take your Wasn't there a connection with one of those two bands and REM? Uh, yes. Uh well, no, both of them. Uncle Tupelo's third album, March, was recorded or produced by Peter Buck. Oh, down there. From R.E.M. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, down in Athens. Good call, man. Hey. This Sometimes is like hieroglyphics Holy to me. shit. Jared, Sometimes you're no longer my favorite. No. <laughs> no. I don't know shit about anything. I don't know shit about shit. That's true. Well. That's not true. <laughs> no, I think you know a lot about that topic. <laughs> no, I... I uh, I, it's appropriate. It's a, it's a it's 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 a vibe song for today. A little overcast, you know, a little uh, carrying a little weight. All of us a little bit. Um, this is a fun one though. Um, we're back. Another episode. The capital T, capital H, capital E soccer dad pod. You guys, uh, you guys looking forward to today? I'm I'm pumped. Pumped? Well, that's not true. I'm trying to pump myself up. <laughs> There's definitely a, a, a full stream of emotions this time of year and yeah. a lot of shit going on. Uh, Zach, you, you kick us off today. Why yeah. Why are you on, uh, what would you call it? Is it a roller coaster? Is it, it kind of. Or is it one of those just, you know, the playground spinner things that just like hold on as fast as you can until you puke? Yeah, you know, kind spinning? of. It's, it's, what I wrote down was, was pride and sorrow and it's a weird combination to be proud and sad at the same time because tomorrow we're taking my daughter to college now the our guests that are coming on here in a little bit have experienced this <laughs> yeah um, they're like looking at us like old hat <laughs> they're we've they're, done that they're past that now um <laughs> but i'm not and you're not jb no this, this my is, mind goes thursday and yeah uh, so you're right there with me and it's just a weird feeling it's like you're proud that they've made it this far that you've 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 built a human being that's managed to to get to this stage um and you're excited about what they're about to do you know Anzi's going into nursing and at truman and we're very excited to see what she's about to do but then this morning i was at schnooks looking for groceries and i went were you, the were, you, were, you, were, you were you crying in the cheese it's aisle no no oh I, I was she's was, gonna have snacks i was walking down the <laughs> breakfast aisle and I saw the Pop-Tarts. I was like, oh, I should probably grab some Pop-Tarts for Ansley. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I don't need to buy a Pop-Tarts for her because she's not going to be at my house after tomorrow. I'm not sure she's yours. Well, let's not go down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners of the show, that would be Jared Bertrand. Yeah. Uh, Welcome. And actually, most people are like, yeah, that's Jared. That sounds like him. No, it's, but, it, it, but it, again, it's a, it's a good feeling it's just kind of a weird it's growing up it is it's growing up it moving is. on life moves fast it also feels weird that i'm old enough to have a kid that's going to college that also feels weird yeah. i don't feel that old no but most you, look, days. you look at though i know okay. that 
I can see that in my beard every day <laughs> and the bags under my eyes. I asked the girl at Great Clips yesterday. She gave me a little ear, you know, lowering. And I'm like, <laughs> and does, a one, does a one, two, or three make the gray go away? <laughs> she goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, great. Awesome. <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, you know, we, we, we have the ability to do this show, one, because we have an immense amount of free time uh, chasing our kids around, right, uh, at practices, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but another part of it is now we have people actually supporting the show. Um, we've talked about it before. Crescent Plumbing Supply, they've been so awesome. Uh, they've, they've been listening, and they're like, you know, just whatever you guys need, keep doing it, love it. If your people, if, you're, if your listeners need help, we're there for them. Uh, we're actually working on... Uh, I believe we're going to have some discount codes coming our way. Ooh. How about that, huh? For yeah. plumbing supplies? For your bidet. I actually said Jared wants a bidet. I need a wire brush. And they're like, I don't, I don't, oh. think, a, I don't think a bidet is going to Well, they, they said, can you make a TikTok <laughs> video? If you make a TikTok video of Jared in a bidet, we in will it? comp it. And uh, I said, no problem. He'll do it. Right, we'll uh, so thank you, Crescent. And then uh, our boys over at uh, the Pinnacle Loan. Yeah. Dot com, um, Chris and Bill, they, they've been awesome. They, they continue to help support the show. Uh, they were kind enough to donate those tickets to the Austin FC 820 game. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jackstat was the winner. Um, so AJ, as he's formally known, uh, it, which is actually, that's kind of uh, fortuitous Ooh. today, right? Uh, irony. <clears throat> irony. Yeah. At, I literally didn't realize that until I just said it. So yeah, true, true story. That's, that's a- AJ, AJ will be joining good. us. Uh, he'll be down in the uh, Pinnacle Loan seats. Uh, I think section what one forty three, right? Is that right? Something like that. I think. And that sounds right. Yeah. And we'll be in our usual spot, Jared. Where where do we post up? Uh, we like that open air corner, section one hundred. I mean, we all have. Uh, appetizing seats within the stadium and you're up and down and people and kids are going these places we like to shake hands kiss babies and just kind of <laughs> kind of sit up there in the 100 with a nice breeze you got a good view and just all of our peoples come by and it's it's just a, it's a nice time it does feel a little political at this point people <laughs> people are texting me are you going to be on your corner uh, maybe <laughs> you know which is cool um so let's get right to it. Pinnacle points of the day. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. I'll go. Well, you know, on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, my pinnacle point one of today oh. is I'm gonna give some love to Pinnacle Home Loans. I think um, people are probably sick and tired of the the spot that we have on there about the pool and whatnot. I actually, I'm not. I love it. I sound great, silky voice. How, how often do you listen to yourself? Uh, do you, not do not you just very. Play often. that commercial on repeat? No, but I, what I will say is, for do you, our do, you, listeners, do you make Kelly listen? You do. You lay in bed and you yeah. like just just listen to this. You set you set your listen cell phone this. on listen one and just put it in yeah, her ear while she's it. sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So what I will say about our our friends at Pinnacle Home Loans, um, that's a little bit different than than this than, than the ad spot that that we that we have on the show. Um, if you're in the market to purchase a home, reach out. I mean, these guys they can get you approved in 15 minutes. I mean, this is new purchasing. Yeah. So like, I think that's what's important. Like people are thinking that maybe they're refi guys. Um, they close loans in seven days. I mean, there, there's no secret. They started in 2007. They're in the top one percent of loan originators. Um, they have all five star reviews. 
and you know they're local guys and 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 it's no mistake that top real estate professionals refer their clients to pinnacle because they trust them you know it's just that's the pinnacle point of the day one what do you guys think <laughs> wow wow Look, they're good dudes. They're good at what they do. And 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 here's the deal. Let, let, they're cadets. And what do we got today? Oh my god, we got another cadet. Know. You know, so it's kind of appropriate. It's like mushrooms, man. They, they, with they, they are cadets. This, I mean, the weather today is like, you know, it spores mushrooms like cadets. Well, even, they're everywhere. Even they our, pop up everywhere. Even our winner um, in his email referenced his number two all-time yeah. show was Terry. Terry Mickler because his dad was the basketball coach right. there forever. I didn't realize that. Uh, my pinnacle point uh, is not going to be a live read for one of our sponsors, um, but it is just a, kind of following the theme of, of, of what I talked about earlier, just new beginnings for things. I'm out here looking at field one at Gallagher and seeing a lot of friendly faces and knowing that, you know, my younger son Beckett started on his new team with the stars and, and Grady's with the academy and high school starting back up for a lot of kids and college starting back up. And it's just a cool time to be around again and, and get the blood flowing again and realize you're just an Uber driver as a parent for a while. <laughs> well, without the tip ratio and the reviews. <laughs> yeah. The, well, you get the reviews. They're just not usually no. favorable. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to wrap us up here with pinnacle point three of the day. Uh, many of you know me personally. Uh, you, you, you might be aware. And if you're not, uh, you know, tra tragedy struck my family last week. Uh, we've had a rough 10 years, and last week we had another one added to it. My my brother, Dana, which we've talked about. And actually, I didn't, you know, this is just a on the first episode. pilot. Yep. He was on the pilot with us, called in and yep. yeah. laid out the uh, origins of our own station wagon soccer expeditions. We yeah. gave him a lot of shit. We did. Busted his balls yeah. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's what brothers do. Yeah. Um, passed away last week unexpectedly. Uh, so my pinnacle point of the day is this. Uh, I'm not looking for sympathy. Don't worry about any messages. That's not what I want. And I stated this in my own Facebook post the other day. Reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time uh, that you probably should have, that you regret not. Uh, go buy them a cup of coffee. Do what you need to do. Um, because that's ex exponentially more valuable to humans now than you know saying anything to me in passing. So... Do that. We we just be a better person. That's all I'm asking. Pinnacle point three. You like that one? I do, and I think you know we we talked about this at, at length in other other ways uh, in in types of discussions like this. That it's not always the most uh, outwardly crying for help. Yep. That you need to look for, and you if you are thinking about those kinds of things, please seek help. Um, and if you are around people who who you seem to to notice, also reach out for help. Just a high five. Yep. Just a hello. Bury the hatchets. Hatchets are heavy. <laughs> yeah. Cups of coffees are cheap. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. start there. Um, I'm looking forward to today's episode because we're going to shift it up because we're going to get back into what we do and we're going to talk about the game that we love. We're going to talk about players that we respect, that we look forward to, that we cheer on. Um, you know, we're doing it in at our own little personal mecca. We love this place, Rod. And let me let me tell you a park. little preview. We talk about grit a lot as a characteristic of our guest. He's got a little bit of He's it. He's got a little bit of that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Kind of a little bit of a little punk edge to it too. 
You watch it, you know it. Yeah. So it's, it's a stare. It, uh, is it called grid or is it just called ultra competitive? Or can you use them as a synonym? I don't know. We'll ask uh, We'll ask our guest if he doesn't mind losing at ping pong or poker. I don't and think And if the so. answer is hell no, then we know. Yeah. I think the checkerboard, you're going to be wearing the checkers <laughs> if you beat him. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna roll ourselves out of here. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna bring our guest back on. I want to again thank uh, Crescent for all the support um, and uh, Bill and Chris over at Pinnacle. Check them out. And uh, Dana, I'm gonna play this one for you. And see you on the next side. Yo, Jared here. Remember the pool pandemic of 2021? I was infected. I needed my own oversized oasis in Winslow. I needed a simple solution to pay for it. So I reached out to my favorite undefeated CBC freshman standouts, Bill and Chris at The Pinnacle Loans. Long story short, I have my pool. It's a flipping hammer. The loan process with those guys was so simple. Even I did it. Now, every time I get in my pool to drink ice cold beer, I can thank the team over at ThePinnacleLoans.com. That's ThePinnacleLoans.com. 20 and 0 as freshmen? Really? Crescent Plumbing Supply helps save marriages. Really. As families grow, kitchen and bath needs change rapidly. Designing and choosing the right fixtures takes way more skill than just scrolling Pinterest. Staying on budget? and avoiding those foreign language order sheets, that's not easy. Lucky for you, the local team at Crescent Plumbing Supply, they are experts. They can help you ditch the baby's tub for a teenage shower and upsize that kitchen sink for all those tumblers, rosé glasses, and sports water bottles. So when you're ready for that kitchen or bath makeover, go to crescentsupply.com. That's crescentsupply.com. It's cheaper than a therapist. 
We are back. You're heavy on these guitar, these guitar uh, entrances. A little bit. And why can you not be? I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. What do you think of this? You like this one? Kind of fun. A little dirty. Yeah. It's not quite pentatonix, is it, Zach? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> this is one man, one guitar. <clears throat> this is two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Two brothers from the south side of St. Louis. Actually, they were actually, they I believe they're uh, Wentzvillian kids. That's not the south side. No, but they live there now. They have for a long, long well, time. What's their names? The Manis brothers. Okay. I'm throwing a little love to the local artists in honor of my brother today, so uh, I figured I'd bring in a little dirt. Love it. You know, we were talking about the grid of our guest today. This kind of this kind of tune feels gritty. Yeah, and you got the distortion on the steel guitar and it's that would good. be an electric guitar it sounded a little steel <laughs> when I'm you just... say grit are you are you talking like referring to running seven to eight miles a game and no now I'll, in this I'll, system? I, will, I will define like, grit in my question high press i mean just well, why don't we seven just ask to eight him. miles a game yeah, Every, everybody's already read their uh their iphone label or their uh, car dash aj what do you say, man? What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> that, 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 that was a very... That was, you want to try that again? That was yeah, a little yeah. tepid intro. Yeah, yeah. Mr. AJ. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, maybe it was my fault. I didn't I didn't give you the uh, the uh, the old arena intro there. <clears throat> man, thanks for joining us. Uh, how are things going, dude? Going good. Going great. Thanks Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's fun. Are you... Uh, how's it feel to be back at Soccer Park, around Soccer Park? Because you've... You're playing in a little bit of a different soccer park this, these days. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's cool being back. Haven't been back in a while, and actually turn around looking at the academy team running the beep test too. Doesn't look, <laughs> too, doesn't look too fun, honestly. So and not I'm happy to be sitting here drinking Yinglings with you guys. Of, uh, <laughs> being out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was actually watching that earlier, and I'm like, oh my god, they are hating life right now. Yeah, it does. And you're trying to figure it out because you know, you know, we were talking about, uh, we were not joking about. We were talking about grit earlier, and you know, we were applying it to you as a you know as a grinder, as a really good player. And uh, uh, I think it was on social media the other day. I saw a post where somebody was like, you know, who really gives a shit about these Broncos and the beep test? How does that help you in soccer? Um, and I, I, I'm just going to ask you, when you do a test like that for you personally, what does it mean? Is it important? You know, it, you know who wins? You know, do you want to uh. win? How does it play to the game, uh, physically and or mentally? Uh, I would say it plays into both. I mean, I always remember my fitness tests from Indiana. Those were some of the toughest. We had our uh, trainer. He was in a wheelchair. One of the best trainers I've ever had named Tom Morris. He had a biking accident right. when uh, I think it was 2012, and I arrived IU in 2016. But he was always a big motivator for, for me personally and our whole team. But... You know, it was tough showing up to those fitness tests and not wanting to give your all, especially for, for Tom. And, Absolutely. you know, if, uh, you know, you were slacking, he, he would get on you. But the beep tests and the Broncos, I've run uh, all of them. And, you know, they're, they're not fun. You got you to gotta prepare for them physically and mentally. But, uh, you know, but, it's uh, rewarding when you, when you get them so, over with. So within the, <laughs> within the group, though, I mean, because I'm going to reply to this jackass that told me I didn't know what I was talking about because I think there's value in it. When you do them, 
for those that win, did, were you were you uh, were you a front third, middle third? Back I was third? I was more of a middle third type of guy on the deep test and uh, the shuttle test. There was a shuttle test at IE we did that was very hard, and I think I only passed it a couple times. Most people didn't pass it. We'd bring trash cans out. And people be throwing up. It, it wasn't fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm watching these young men behind us. Uh, some of them uh, would fall into the need a trash bag. <laughs> but, 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 my que- but my question is like, for those tests, you know, in preseason, except because typically that's when it happens, you know, when, you, when you're kind of getting ready. Did, did you ever look at the, the individuals that would win those things a little bit differently? Was there any like psych value there or am I just wrong and uh, the guy on yeah. Facebook right? Yeah, it definitely play, plays a part. Um, you know, obviously I would always try to be at my best and win and win the, the fitness test. Some guys are much better at that type of stuff. Um, I consider myself to be better at more of the long distance. Yeah. So when we would get into the two miles, I would excel at those. I know my freshman year, literally the first practice, we show up preseason, we do two mile at seven in the morning and then go straight into practice. But I remember that one, I, uh, I passed that, you had, to, you had to get in under 12 and uh, that was probably the best feeling I had had finishing a fitness <laughs> test. But, you know, mentally it, it does help you going into that, you know, that first session as a freshman, you know, I just, I would think I was one of the only freshmen maybe that passed, a couple others did too. Can, um, can but, I ask you this? Who the hell is going to IU as a freshman and they're not fit? <laughs> that's, that's a good I question mean, to ask. And, and feel free to name names now. because there's a statute of limitations I mean, on this thing. 17, 18 years old. I mean, I feel like I could have went to IU and drank a 12-pack before the two-mile and, and ran it in 11. I'm at IU, bitches. I mean, come on. No, so I, I, I want to ask something on this because I have a, a theory and I don't have any way to prove it because it's all mental and just asking the question but when i watch guys that that do the beat test the bronco test the ones that excel uh the ones that tend to win i feel like they have a a mechanism to turn off the pain receptors (laughs) and just push through it and they they take themselves to another place because there's no way that most human beings doing that are enjoying it and I'm not sure if there's really physically a way to prepare for it at that level. So I'm just curious if you if you had a kind of an out-of-body experience when you were going through some of those tests just to get through it, or if you were able to literally train yourself to the point where you were like, no, oh, I got this. I can do that 12-minute, you know, no problem. Uh, it's the latter. It's got to be. But we'll let him answer. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Thanks, for Christ's AJ. sake, that's I mean, the Jared. dumbest question I've ever heard. I mean, have you? these guys are training. I mean, come on. <laughs> AJ, no, that's a good question. Thank because you. You can train to a certain point to where, you know, you're prepared. But then going into that, you know, my freshman year going into that, that was my first thing that I did in front of, you know, the, the IE exactly. coaches. So there's the element of, you know, there's nervousness. Um, there's a lot of elements that play into it. So you can only prepare yourself so much physically. And then once you're in those tests, it's just, uh, you know, you do hit a certain point where the physicality and your your, uh, you know, your endurance hits hits a hits a point where you know it becomes all mental, and you just gotta you gotta push through. And I remember that last lap for the two mile was yeah, that one was tough. So but, so uh, I feel somewhat responsible for starting us off here on beep tests. So I'm gonna ask you a very important question. Uh, favorite bar at IU? 
favorite bard are you? Oh, it's easy. Kilroy's. There we go. Yep. Now, now we're back on track, guys. Yeah, <laughs> now, now we're back on track. <laughs> easy answer there. Well, so let's, uh, I say this often on the show, I like to sometimes start at the finish line first, um, you know, in spite of the nonsense workout questions we just asked you <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that your PTs love, but um, yeah. let, let's talk about today, you know, where you're at today. Um, you, give, it, give us a little bit of recap, you know, you're on, you're on City 2. Uh, let us know where your head's at, man. Are you, are you having fun? You know, it's the season, it looks like you guys kind of floating in that 500 range. Um, how are things going for you? You know, are, are you fit? Are you healthy? Are you happy? You know, give, give us a little bit of the Hallmark card version. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I mean, playing in my hometown as, as a pro is, yeah. you know, something I, I only dreamed of. So, um, you know, the ups and downs they come with pro soccer but ultimately i know how fortunate i am to be to be where i'm at there's a lot of st louis kids that would love to be where i'm at so um you know i, I know i'm very fortunate well said but um sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no no it's all good man no it's no just like this season right now i mean it's uh you know it, you guys have been floating around 500 i mean it's you know the the, the team shows uh, you know, moments of brilliance, and then there's moments of laggard, not not producing. I mean, it's a young team. It's a young program, right? Um, how, how are you? What are you looking forward to here going into the final final stretch, final third of the season? How do you guys feel about uh, the the fall coming up here? Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's been a fun year so far. Um, I mean, obviously, would like to be winning more than we have. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've only won six games, but um, it's it has been a tough year, just ups and downs. I've had, dealt with a couple injuries, but uh, you know, I'm back playing now. Was able to play against Minnesota Sunday, and we've got six games left. Uh, I think we're four points. Four out points out of playoffs. Of playoffs. I, I think that's what I looked yeah. at too. I think you're right. I mean, in, yep. in the teams that you guys play. You've had some success. Yeah. So, and I think you guys have the horses and, and, and the ability to, if you put it all together, stay healthy, some things go your way, you guys can get in that playoff race For by sure. all means. Definitely. I, I think we can too. And, um, you know, we have the pieces. Uh, it just depends on, you know, how we are in the day. And our this, the league is harder than it, it seems. I, you know, I think people look at, you know, MLS Next Pro, it's a, you know, second division, but it's hard. We we get guys that come down from the first team and they, you know, I wouldn't say they struggle, but they're not, you know, dominating. Well, like, that's that's also happening across the league. I mean, the, yeah. the, the two teams are um, players need minutes, et cetera, you know, or they're coming back from an injury. So often you're competing against teams that have a good number of first team players in the mix because that's what those the Which teams was what are your guys' team was a lot last year. Yep. I mean, and it wasn't injury based, but it was right. more the kind of the start. And mm -hmm. there was some pieces there that are getting substantial first team minutes on the team last year. So, I mean, without question, JB. Well, here, here's here's my question for you. Um, you, you. Everybody knows we've alluded to it. You're a St. Louis kid. You grew up here. You went to high school here. You've got a lot of you know your club ties, etc. How fun is it to to be part of St. Louis City SC? You know, just just the the stadium, the hell, the the logo, the colors, the all facilities. Of it. You know, yeah. you're you will forever be part of Chapter One. How cool is that for you, being a kid growing up in the three one four? 
definitely uh definitely very cool um like i said earlier very very fortunate um i mean it, it's so cool being in and around the the team um you know going to training every day um and it, it's just a really cool atmosphere in and around the building we see the first team players all the time you know a lot of them play with us um, we have a, a good relationship with a lot of those players and, you know, coming into this year, I was, you know, not expecting, but, you know, thinking, you know, some of them, you know, they probably wouldn't give a shit about any of the second team players, but, you know, the camaraderie and, uh, you know, just the chemistry w within the players and the organization is, is really cool. And, um, you know, me and Johnny Klein, we, we go golfing a lot with, uh, Tim Parker and Lucas Bartlett. Um, that's, who's winning that? Let's, uh, let's figure that out. Yeah, who's, yeah, who cares about all the soccer shit? Yeah, I mean, who's the ringer? And how we, much money's on that game? Yeah, uh, we are officially done with soccer talk. Who, who's the ringer? Uh, Johnny <laughs> is by is the ringer. He's unbelievable. He, he will shoot even some days. You know, really? seven, he shot a 73 with me, I think, two weeks ago. Wow. But uh, we were all pretty decent. Johnny's by far and the And these best, are par three courses? <laughs> <laughs> They're out of Tower T. I thought I saw you guys out there. <laughs> no, but Johnny, Johnny's unbelievable. But we're all pretty good. I, I think we usually all shoot in the 80s, low 80s, and then Johnny's. You know, we, he has to give us some strokes. But they're really fun and um, you know, great way to spend your off days and mentally sort of get away. Competing and, and com yeah, we're and still, still competing. competing though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, you know, sorry, go ahead. I thought did I interrupt you? Nope. Oh, okay. Just well, then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take you back over. Long breath. <laughs> So I'm curious about the kind of the difference in the DNA of the teams. You know, when you look at the, the first team in City 2, you know, there's been a lot of fluidity of players, uh, you know, from uh, a lot of the European uh, imports that we brought in that, are, you know, fully expected like to be present in the first team uh, plans. Uh, they've been playing a lot on two. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we were just talking a little bit earlier about uh, some of the kids, some of the puppies, Caden, Glover in particular. How is it for you, you know, because you seem to be in Middle Earth, right? You, you've got the pedigree, you've got the experience, um, you know, you, you are from the area. How cool is it for you to see kind of these outside influences mingling with you know, the, 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 the youngins, so to speak, you know, and what's your role in that process? Or are you just kind of, are you also a fan at the same time? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I would, I mean, yeah, yes, I am a fan of course of the team, but also, you know, I have my own aspirations. I, I would love to be out there playing too. Sure. So, you know, it's kind of twofold. I, I'm a fan, but also, you know, would love to be be out there but it, i mean the players on the team are unbelievable so it's very hard to you know crack in and and get through but as far as you know the younger guys uh it, it's been it's i think it's really really good for them for because you know they train with us every day caden all these younger academy kids and you know it's kind of half and half where there's 12 academy kids and then it almost sometimes there's more academy kids than pros there's you know eight or ten of us pros that are training and uh you know i think more than anything, it's just great for the kids' development. Um, you know, me personally, I would you know, our training sessions last year were had better quality. We had, but we had a team full of pros. You see the guys mm -hmm. that are, you know, Kyle Hebert, Akil Watts, yep. Celio Pompeo, I'm good friends with. 
um, you know, those guys really excelling at the next at the next level. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, it's a really good pathway for these kids. So so we know who you go golf with. Who do you, who do you go break bread with? <laughs> who, who's who's the pizza pub partner? You know, in in today's world, that's a good question. Me and Celio are, are oh, yes. really close. Last year, we we became really good friends. Just uh, you know, we played against each other in college, and then ended up being on uh, City Two last year. Both were fighting for spots for the first team, and you know, going through that that process with him, we we became really close and similar interests. He's Brazilian, but I, I mean, it's hilarious listening to him, his accent. And you know his different ideologies, but yeah. he uh, he he's my <laughs> pub buddy. I actually was with him last night. We went out, had a, had some dinner and a couple of drinks. So you, he, you, he's my guy. That usually each week we recap with. You had mentioned college and um, uh, being a fan uh, of yours from afar. Um, your college career is just out of this world. Um, you you go to IU four years. Um, was Plus. it three college Plus. cups? Three, I believe, and then yeah. you and then you go um, in that graduate year to SLU. So, uh, I mean, can you can you talk about those years? Can you talk about how you got to IU? If we're we're kind of going backwards in time, and, and and the guys you played with, what IU means to you? You're wearing yeah. an IU hat today. Yeah, you, you I, I was wa- I was wondering what he would wear it. Like, you know, and if then, he was going to rep any I colors. Probably and, worn a SLU shirt. As you well. know, and then <laughs> and then you then you go into SLU and you go into Kevin, and he's really got that cooking over there, man, and and that facility and that and that history. I, I'm just going to be quiet because, like, being a St. Louis guy and knowing all the St. Louis guys that played at IU and then played at SLU and you being able to experience that, it's just out of this world. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I had some unbelievable experiences at IU, and then the that one year I came to SLU was unbelievable as well. And, you know, I, I was pretty lucky to, to be surrounded with so many good players mm-hmm. uh, at both schools. Uh, IU, I, I mean, there's a multitude of players that, that I played with that are in the pros or, you know, and even before IU, there was some great players that I played with, you know, when I was in high school. Uh, my sophomore year, I moved to Florida and was on the residency, used residency who, team Who there. was on that roster down there? Well, my roommate was Pulisic. Oh, I heard and, of him. Uh, yeah, you've probably heard of that guy. He's, yep. where, uh, he's that Pennsylvania kid, right? Yeah, yeah he's playing he's somewhere. <laughs> is he in Italy or something? He's playing for my favorite team of all time, AC Milan now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, uh, whoa, 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 Milan. AC so Milan. if I'm doing a little bit of homework here in my head and I was born at night, but it wasn't last night, uh, Italy, uh, Palazzola. Yeah, uh, do, do we like the Italian teams? Is is that where we're well, going? He, he, oh, yeah. So I married an Italian woman. So is it? Smart do you man. prefer red sauce or white sauce? Uh, white Pink. Sauce. Uh, so you're more northern. I, uh, I assume sure. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, hold on, hold Sicilian. on. We're Sicilian. 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 Oh, yes. He, yeah, my subtle. family. So you got a bit of crazy in you too. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask well, about, real, about real, that real time. quick. I, w- ahead. I went ahead and unmiked because we had a, we had another. We, yeah, we, we have, have another visitor. guest sitting here. We we have the patriarch. That's right. AJ's the patriarch. soccer dad pod. <laughs> the soccer dad pod. It probably helped to have soccer dads on every now and then, right? Well, this is this is Brian, a trend. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so, for having me. Are you having fun? Is yeah, it, I'm just it? sitting back listening. This is awesome. <laughs> 
Well, you, thanks for joining us too, uh, Zach. Sorry, I, I, I cut your. No, no, it's off. fine, and I'm I'm glad Brian's on mic now. Um, Paolo, uh, the original, uh, here with us. You know, I, <clears throat> we talked about grit at, be, at the beginning of the show, and the reason I I brought it up is because of your time at IU. That was an interesting time for a lot of kids, and I say kids because you were a college kid at the time. Because of COVID, you had a very interesting start to your junior, senior year. And then you got that extra year of eligibility that would let you go to SLU. But the grit part is I read an article about the, I think it was a semifinal game in 2021. You guys were down one nil. And the goal that started that, I think it was, I can't remember the, the, the school. Uh, it wasn't St. Francis. It was, it was, uh, I think it may have been Marquette. It was Marquette. Yeah. It was Marquette. You get tripped. They said tackled, no foul called. The guy that does it gets the ball, goes out and scores. You guys are down one nil at halftime. You come back out and go up two one to move on. That's not normal in most cases. And we've had a lot of really inspiring guests on here who've had some really great experiences. We've had Brad Davis who talked about his goal in the gold cup. We've had a lot of people and you're now in this group. So when we ask people about St. Louis soccer, the one thing that kind of comes up is this oh, it's blue collar and grit. Can you walk us through your headspace in that particular game? And, and I think it's going to paint an interesting picture because I want—I have a follow-up to that, but I just want to hear your version let's, of that. Let's get that one out first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I have a good story from that game. <laughs> well, I—I I guess you know I, I do get a lot of grit, determination from definitely my dad. He's very competitive. Growing up, you know, we would not get into it, but we, as my mom would say before he came on the podcast, don't squabble on the podcast, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we get into it here but and there, do. but we're both very competitive. But I, no, we I, highly I, encourage it. Oh, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> Mom, mama wouldn't be too happy. About that. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we would uh, have, have uh, a lot of competitive, you know, matches, stuff growing up, and, uh, you know, he instilled a lot of that, that in me. But... You know, in that game, I think I, I had a not a great start to the game, maybe the first 10 minutes, and uh, I messed up or something. Maybe gave a foul, and Paolo yells out, come on, or something to me. And I look it over was, and I was one like, of Shh. my worst moments <clears throat> ever. You know, the first At step in recovery. I sat in a car, <laughs> devastated, that I had yelled during the game, and it's a college game. Yeah. No, but, it, it was fine. It got me going. It, it lit a fire under my ass, and... Uh, you know, I turned to him. I was like, shut the hell up. But it got me going in the game. And, you know, I started playing better. But, uh, you know, I freaking love that. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? So we had hey, a little, hey, little squabble. Uh, Drew Bertrand, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. feel free. Yeah. <laughs> but our team wasn't playing very well at the time. And we had a young team, too. And uh, this is my senior year. I knew this was my right. last year. And I was the captain of the team. And, you know, at IU, we always talked about. Uh, the tradition, the history, and, you know, each year the goal was a national championship. Right. It wasn't, you know, I did win a lot of Big Ten conference titles, but that really wasn't what it was all about. Right. You know, other schools in the Big Ten, they win those Big Ten conferences, they get rings. Gags was like, you guys 
do not get any rings unless you win a national championship. Final four, here we come. Yeah, so. sons of bitches. I Let's lo- go. I, lo- I yeah. love that. I mean, I, do I, too. I, I, no, think I respected like, it for sure. You know that 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 bar of expectation. Um, just real quickly, I mean, is is that one of those life lessons that mantras from a mentor, from a coach that you know today, you know, in in August of twenty three, is that kind of a, a little bit of what's through your head because we we alluded to it earlier. You're talking about uh, uh, city two versus first team. You got goals. I mean, what are your goals? I mean, let, let's just, let's just ask where where do you want to be? What's what's the trophy case target for AJ today? You know, I, I don't like to look too far into the future, especially with you know pro soccer. It's sure. Very, it's changing, adapting. You never know what the next year could look like. So, you know, I'm just kind of taking it step by step, game by game, and uh, you know, just trying to focus on making the playoffs with City Two, and then you know, see see where life takes me after after this year. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's been a fun ride so far, and you know, it's fortunate to still be playing right now. Well, what did you say going back? What did you say at halftime? Because uh, you were the captain. Yeah. Oh, you were the man. one, you were the mouthpiece for Yeager. <laughs> Let me that, set wait, this wait, up. Can wait, I set this yeah. up? Yeah, wait, we did do. it start Absolutely. off with it was ignore rainy. my dad. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was rainy. They had a tent for each team. Their team was under a tent. And I don't know what happened in there, but I know the coaches left, and I know there were chairs being thrown, and there was a whole lot of, we got to do this. You know, Let's however go. you say it. But I know after the game, we can fast forward. I know that Danny O'Rourke came to me and he said, that guy's a beast. I mean, he came and brought it, made these guys understand what we're in here. You willed them. We lose, we're done. You put them on your back. I think you went crazy. Did you will them them or did you threaten them? Oh, I mean, (laughs) there was no threats, I don't think. (laughs) Looking back, I know I was pretty heated, so I was probably saying a lot of shit. Listen to this. (laughs) We had Roby on who played there who is now having a lot of success coaching there, who I would be willing to bet my paycheck that will he will have some success in this game coaching. He had a very good compliment about you. He told me that he would take you in a foxhole any day. And, and, uh, and that, that yeah. is a yeah. phenomenal compliment, AJ. And, and, and that just speaks to your character. That speaks to how your mom and dad raised you. And, and to me, the, the rings, the, 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 the wins, the uh, accolades that you have are all great. But when you have people that have had that, mix, that much success in this game speak that highly of you, there, to me, there's, there's no greater compliment. Do, do, let me, so let me ask you this. Do you gravitate towards a – because there's a difference between on-field relationships, you know, that chemistry, that synergy that is necessary for teams to gel, for systems to work, or even within a team, the front third or the middle third or the back third to work. Is there anybody that, like, on the field that you can, are willing to talk about that, like, drives you? That is that positive reinforcement that, you know, really, is, is it Celio? Is it, is it Johnny? Is it who, you know, who lights your fire or on shit, the field now? Shit, even at Bradenton or even when you were uh, probably experiencing adversity at freshman and sophomore year at IU when you weren't playing a lot of minutes, who were junior and senior yeah. classmen? So Bradenton or the guys now, who are these names that kind of molded and you kind of took leadership from? 
Yeah, I think a lot of the names come from uh, Academy with Gallagher. You know, I played uh, Academy my sophomore, junior year of high school, played CBC freshman and senior year. But those uh, those two years, you know, I played on the 16 Academy and we had the 18 uh, U18 Academy where, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I would play games, play up and play games with them or train with them. And uh, I remember when I was young, uh, Austin Ledbetter was a big mm-hmm. was a big influence on me. Um, you know, he was one of those. He was at CBC, a senior, going to SIUE, played in the academy, um, was a guy that I looked up to, and um, you know, he had a he had a good influence on me as well. I would say, you know, Mark Sagberg's has been oh, yeah. big too. He he was uh, I played a little bit with him in an academy, and, Wisconsin guy. Yep, yeah, Wisconsin guy. I played yep. against him in college a little bit, and. He's just a great dude and, uh, you know, a great mentor. I mean, there's multiple. A.J. Cochran is a guy I looked up to for sure. Um, Went to CBC. I remember when I was young, uh, my dad took me to a game at SLU High School, and it was SLU versus CBC. And I think it may have been a district game, and Cochran was the center back wearing number five. And, you know, I knew I maybe wanted to go to CBC, and five was my number. And he played a very similar to my style. And, you know, that I remember that game, it really clicked. I was like, that guy has got it, and I, I want to be, you know, somewhat similar. Move to that him. forward into, like, JB's question as far as is what you're experiencing now in the organization. I mean, I tell you what, that the, the Parker kid, uh, other than the hair fixing, and um, <laughs> uh, Bartlett, and, and, and Kyle Hebert started out really good. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they're leaders, yep. and, and, and they're good guys to kind of to, 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 to mold your game after, huh? For sure, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get to train with these guys a whole lot, but, you know, just playing with the guys last year, just some great, great soccer personalities. I think last year we had a lot of, lot of leaders on our team, um, so it was a good, good chemistry. But, you know, even though I don't play with Tim or, uh, you know, don't really get to see him in the day-to-day process, just he still is a, is a great guy, great mentor to, mm-hmm. to be around and talk to. You know, on the golf course, there's been times where it's just been me and him golfing and, you know, he gives great advice and just a really cool down-to-earth guy to, to be around. So that's another good mentor for well, sure. Let me ask you a closing question here. We're going to take a break because we need ref- refills because that's how we operate this show. Um, I'm going to ask you a more generic question, really more of a Homer question, uh, because we, we are extremely proud of our St. Louis roots on the show. Um, you know, our, I think our, what's, what's the dirtiest word that we have guys? Is it, uh, Kansas city, anything, right? You know, Mm, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. here's my question for you. Barbie. (laughs) you grew up here you played high school here you played it you know you know under uh, coach mickler there at cbc and you know i iu is basically st louis east you know (laughs) you know there's so many such a pipeline of st louis players through there you come back you you're you're slew and now you're playing professionally in your hometown what sets st louis apart you know because you've traveled all over the country i mean you've played people from literally all over the world but everywhere you go and everything you've been on there's always been st louis you know a spine to it or a relationship you know on the field what sets us apart from so many other quote soccer cities in your opinion yeah that's i i mean i would say it stems from just the history of st louis you know the the people that came before us 
uh, kind of set, set uh, you know, laid the land for, um, you know, just how passionate St. Louis fans are for the game, uh, you know, the grit, um, you know, that blue collar type attitude that's been, that was already established, you know, before I, w- I was born. So, you know, growing up, I had Kalish as a coach, which he instilled that in me and, uh, you know, the St. He's, Louis roots. He's kind of tough, isn't he? Yeah, he's tough, and, but he, <laughs> he was great for my development for sure. Um, but I would say, I mean, um, it, it, is it easy? Is it easy to have you walk into that stadium, you walk into training, you got the arch in the background, you got Union Station over your shoulder, all that. Does does being from here uh, and a little bit of that pride, does that come into motivating you as well? You know, Playing in, in, in front this of your next mom phase? And dad, yeah. You know, your mom and dad are in the crowd. I, I can't, I mean. You probably can't hear them yelling. You know, yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> Usually I can hear my mom yelling, but not, I can't anymore. There's more fans. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's unbelievable, <clears throat> you know being able to play in front of my my parents my family a lot of my friends live in st louis too um and you know last year was really cool and it was my first year as a pro being here in st louis and you know just uh being able to play in front of my friends family yeah, was great danny donigan said something we had him on and he was a former slew coach he um what he said you know is not like it's no secret but he was like, when we, when I was there, I was trying to get the St. Louis players like AJ or 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 just any of the guys that came from St. Louis that went to his school. And he's like, nothing replicates playing in front of your friends and family in front of six thousand at Herman. Yeah, no, definitely that that was definitely the one of the coolest atmospheres I'd ever played in was at Herman. I was fortunate to play there at SLU before, uh, you know, playing there with City Two last year. Um, but the atmosphere is unbelievable. And, you know, going wow. back to your question about what separates St. Louis, I think, you know, the people is kind of what separates it. Nice. It's, um, a, it's a pretty educated fan base. Yeah, very educated. <laughs> Everyone knows their soccer in St. Louis. And, you know, just I think the passion that we have for for the game and yeah. for our city, it's second to none. You know, I, I go and play in, you know, Portland or – you know, and there's there's really no one there for our second team games in these in these stadiums. It's pretty much an empty stadium. But then we come play at home at, at uh, City Park, and we've got you know we had what ten thousand at the game last week. How, so, how dope so, was that? Oh, it was it was so cool. I mean, I was not expecting that many fans. We walk out, yeah. and it, it was cool. Did you um, go, Apollo, well, or were you golfing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, was I was there, and I was not yelling at AJ. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I'm rolling this out. A little uh, bottle of red, bottle of white. Which you prefer, red or white? Red. Red. A little Ita- scene from Italian restaurant for you guys here. Rose and There you go. What, what do you say? Sing along, Jared. Oh, this is my song. Come on, man. Do it. No. No. Oh, <laughs> killing Zach, us. Zach's got me all nervous because he says I don't have a good singing voice. AJ uh, just hung up our Baggio jersey in his uh, house Roberto. this week. Oh. Yeah. Oh my like God! Has, has, that, has, that, has that PK ever landed? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Horrible! It landed right before the <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna roll out a little Billy Joel scenes from an Italian restaurant for our uh, Milan fan here, man. We'll be right back. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. True, that is true. Hot lights, my sweet romantic 
The term staycation was really invented by soccer moms. Located one hour and seven minutes from the arch, the Music Box Chalet at Innsbruck is a hidden gem. Buried in three acres of private woods, the Music Box has a master suite for just you, a loft and second bath for them, and a vinyl collection to meet your every mood. The full-size kitchen will easily accommodate three to 12 bottles of rosé, while the huge fire pit seating area will keep the big kids busy. Golf, fishing, kayaking, pickleball, or simply reading a book with Mother Nature, all at your fingertips. Visit either VRBO or Airbnb to find the Music Box Chalet. And now, back to those guys. Red light's on. Uh, Jared, you going to behave? No. Cool. Here we go. Uh, chances are not good. There we go. 1999 Rams. Jared, your mic is officially muted for the <laughs> remainder of the show. <laughs> you get... <laughs> you get no pudding. This... Because you don't eat your meat. Oh, brother. <laughs> Uh, I'm playing this uh, for our guest today. Dad, what do you think, Ben? You like this one? Love it. John Bonham, my favorite drummer. Yeah. My favorite soccer player, A.J. Palazzolo. (laughs) (laughs) John John Bonham. So do do you watch any of those, you know, rock rockumentaries or whatever? You you ever get into any of that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My wife, Katie. Uh Uh-huh. we we watched the other night. Watch, she's a Stevie Nicks fan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we love Fleetwood Mac. Right, so we watched an that? hour and something of that. It was wonderful. We yeah. were trying to find even more um, episodes of you know. There's a whole lot of chronicles of that band. Oh man, it's but amazing. It's just yeah. I'll need to so, yeah, we we like that music. So so I was thinking about you. You mentioned John Bonham, your favorite drummer. I remember, uh, and I'll be quick, and we'll get back into the soccer in a second here. But the uh, did you, did you happen to catch the Eagles documentary? released around i don't know uh 14 15 or so remember that one the long one? Oh yeah and you had don henley yeah. uh saying you know oh we thought we were so cool we we're out in la but the label sends us to london because we're going to record with led zeppelin's producer and we go to their castle and i walk in and they have my drum kit and there's like two mics over the top and i said to the producer or the re- the engineer this is don henley from the eagles saying where's all the mics you know how are you going to record it and the engineer is like what do you mean and he's like well how are you going to get the sound you know you only have two mics and he goes uh i don't understand what you say he goes well is this how bonham recorded he goes well if you if you think you need more hit the drums fucking harder And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> These little queens from L.A. are like yeah. going to Led Zeppelin Castle. Anyway, we digress. Uh, look, this this has been a lot of fun so far, and I'm really looking forward to the the second half of our conversation. Um, now that we got the, both of you kind of dialed in, you know, we're going to shift it up a little bit. Um, really curious because, you know, the three of us and for people that listen to the show and, and, and you know, we were talking a little bit off mic um, the relationship between parents and 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 kids that 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 do what you know AJ what you're doing and uh, where you came from through the clubs and academy and high school and all this stuff it is such a 
grueling process, not only for you, because you guys are the ones doing all the work, right? But we as parents, we don't have to, the, the, the vast majority of the time, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You know, we're kind of like, we just want to continue to, we just want. I do. Better. You don't know shit. Hey, here we go. <laughs> hey. So, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, dad, um, early on, you, you know, uh, club, club days. What was, what was from your perspective and, and AJ, feel free to interrupt him at any point. Just raise your hand. I'll mute his mic too. Um, <laughs> talk about AJ as a young player, you know, you, you because obviously you love the game. Um, you know, and he's coming up through the pipe and he starts playing uh, club and when for you did it click and you know how did you manage that process at an, at, when he was at an early age we were super super fortunate all I can say for Gallagher Ball is at six or seven years old my brother-in-law Craig Frederking mm -hmm. oh, yeah. it's my wife's sister's husband so my wife, Katie, and her sister, Kelly, were stud soccer players at Incarnate Word, both of them. So any athleticism AJ gets from me, just it's Katie, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe heart, maybe a little bit of my heart. But anyway, Freddie was the coach at six or seven years old, and it was Gallagher ball, and AJ played up a year because Ty is um, a year older than him for – soccer purposes mm -hmm. Tyler was a goalie at St. Louis University mm -hmm. AJ's best friend his cousin we had this dynamic where we've got AJ hanging around to play with these guys and started getting better and better and Freddie my brother-in-law taking him under this wing and it, that just helped so much so that was the beginning of it and then he had some Tom Howell influence in there oh yeah he's had it just Gallagher took him to those levels at that stage. I know things are different these days with City yeah. and and all that they have, but this was the path. And it was really just designed by family and then having the right guy in the right place and one of the guys that so, AJ looks up to so, with Freddie. So let's bump you up a little bit closer to some of the transition years. Um, and this will be a question really for both of you. Um, specifically... That sophomore. Well, let's talk about high school. So, high school years are what, 12 to 16? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. Well, so. Because DA, when does that come into fruition? 12? Well, I think the timeline of the questioning here is going to be a little. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to start with the the high school years with the college decision as a family because you have a unique map in so much that it was. Most kids today that that would be in your position are academy all the way through, and then you go back a little bit further from you, older than you. It was high school all the way through. You were uh, high school, but then academy for two, and then back to high school. Interesting. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. So this is what we need to dissect. It I was right during <clears throat> the time where all these decisions were being made that you probably are making today, but they were. Tough for our family. Tough for AJ. Freshman year at CBC, 2012, he played a right back for Mickler. They they knocked On off varsity Chaminade. as a freshman? Yes, okay. and, they, and they won state. <clears throat> they knocked off Chaminade, who was number one in the country, and he was a starting right back. 
then played center back during that game, 14 years old, too. Well, okay, so I'm going to interrupt, and I'm going to kind of dissect this a little bit. So when you, freshman year, you have that year at, at CBC. Um, what happens to present the opportunity for that transition? How did you know that you were moving – or taking another step. What 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 happened? You're in going that, to Kevin that. Kalish's DA your sophomore year. How, who? What are you thinking? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so after my freshman year, that fall we won state. Then the spring, um, my team that we had was a lot of the guys I had played with growing up. Uh, similar, similar, uh, similar team we had. But Kalish was our coach during that, and he was transitioning from that team into academy the next year he was going to be the head coach of the u16 team so he would have been my head coach the following year and i loved kalish he was you know he's one of my favorite coaches i've ever had but um you know going into that sophomore year i had actually decided to play high school and uh, i remember you know i think it was maybe the first the day or two before we i was supposed to start with cbc and academy had just started and you know, I was thinking, you know, I don't know if this is the right decision for me personally. I would have loved to have played for CBC. Those were, you know, some of the most fun games I'd ever played in my life, playing in front of, you know, my family, all my school, my friends. Um, so it was a hard decision, but I knew, you know, kind of just kind of trusting my gut, thinking, you know, maybe if I go academy, it'll help me out in the long run, uh, you know, which was a tough decision to make as a 15. How, dad, how, dad, what are you thinking right now? Yeah. I mean, dad, what, what, like, do you remember? I mean, I was, was that a dinner table sit around? How, how'd you guys debate that? I will tell you that after they won their championship during that summer, AJ was up at the Kazuki's basketball court shooting. He sat down, he was upset. He was thinking about his future for soccer. He loved high school soccer, loved it. He knew that the poll was going to be to go to academy because these are where the opportunities were gonna be for, for what they were. We had a meeting, I talked, I actually talked with Tom Strunk and Jim Cavanaugh and they were they enlightened me on some of the future. <laughs> we, we, knowing we've, that's we've, the truth. We've, we've heard of those guys. <laughs> like that, and, those and, are two and, good guys uh, to talk they to. Had, they they kind of said, hey, here's how kind of the future could be for him yeah. if he just decides to do some things extra different outside of high school, and they were not pressuring. Um, you know, it, A.J. ended up making the right choice. He went and did academy. He then went was noticed and went to Bradenton yeah so you seven so here's so here's uh, an, right. here's a here's another quick uh, break pump here um, that 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 sophomore year Academy fall season you're moving through where where and when where where did you know or excuse me when did you know that your performance on that particular academy team uh, via league or in showcase or whatever, or was it a particular game? You know, what was the triggering moment? Do you guys remember in which IMG came into the picture? Um, you know, how did that happen? Th th that's part one of the question. Let's start there because I have a, a specific part two here too. Yeah, so that academy season, you know, we had played, I forget how many games, maybe 12, 14 games uh, to be the first half. Um, and I had been playing pretty well, playing center back. And, 
you know, I never knew who was at the games or I was a young kid. I was just playing, you know, I was just trying to play as best as I could. I had no clue what would come of it. You know, I just knew I was in a good, good spot and that there were people watching. But, uh, you know, I guess at some point uh, they reached out to Kalish, uh, the national team, and said, you know, we want to bring him in for a camp or just for a week with the residency team. So uh, that fall, I think maybe it was around October, November, it, you know, it took me, I think, two or three months and then to, to get noticed and then went up, did a week training, week of training with the team and uh, played really well. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, got a got an email. They invited me back for the showcase, the, you know, the DA showcase they do down in Florida. Yep. And we had a, a U-17 national team that played uh, – or maybe U16s we were we played all the a couple 18 academy teams mm-hmm. and it was more for you know those national team coaches to get an eye on you know if can these players compete you know just to get them in a game sense and uh, I played really well in those three games as well and then from that uh, I think that was in December and then obviously the next semester was starting soon and I got uh, I had a feeling I was maybe going to make it you know, they didn't really tell me anything, but I got an email. You've been invited to residency. In so, wonderful. So this is my part B of the question then <clears throat> to you, Dad. Um, you guys are obviously a tight family. You're engaged with the whole process. You're watching him, you know, seemingly pick up a lot of momentum. You then, as a family, get an email in which, hey, uh, that kid that lives down the hallway, we'd like him to move to Florida. Um, how'd that go? How, how was that received in the, uh, at the, at the P table? We had been, we had made sure that AJ made it to Florida for the camps and all that. So we Mm -hmm. knew that he, he had an in, you know, if, if it was going to happen, they would let us know. They're not the type that lay it out on the table. It just kind of, we'll let you know. And I knew he did well at the showcase. He was fantastic. So I wasn't surprised to see that email. It was early January, and they wanted him down there in a week, <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> That's awesome. We, we, you know, we told CBC, hey, he's going to go do there. And then he had to enroll at another, uh, another high school there. Was yeah. it at IMG? Uh, no, no, it was an separate. IMG. It was uh, it near, was like ten minutes down the road from IMG. Co- co- we would train close. in the morning, then bus at IMG, and then bus to the high school yeah, from okay. IMG to the high school. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, we we knew things were coming, and uh, how, how did and mom handle it? Mom's a trooper. She's probably more <laughs> strong than I am. That's for sure. She <laughs> she wants everything, you know, the best that that. Yeah, she's a soccer player too. Okay. She knew that he, he had the so talent. So it was in her blood. It's so she, in she the was, blood. So she was living vicariously as well, kind of through that process. She she just wanted the best for AJ, and yeah. we thought that if they thought that he was good enough to do that. It's not going to hurt you to to go ahead and, and give yeah. this a shot, and it was it weren't it turned out wonderful for him for the relationships he had. But I will say this about AJ: he made obligations. He had told Mickler, in my opinion, that if I can make it back to play at CBC High School, I will do it. And this is prior to going to, to the seventeenth, not junior even knowing year. where you're where you're going to end up. But yeah. That it was it was pretty common knowledge for him and for us because we would have we would have done whatever he said. But we'll get to that segment. But well, he had in his mind. I made a commitment that I want to come back and play high school soccer, and it was 
even though what, he what, was taken off with the U-17s at that time. So was AJ to you, was that, was that, that desire, that, that, that verbal commitment, was that because of your experience that freshman year and – uh, you, you know, because obviously, you know, you, you play academy the sophomore year, you're, you're, you're looking at the Florida experience, et cetera. Talk about that. Let's go back just a little bit. Talk about the freshman year and what happened there for you to make that promise. What was it? Yeah, my, I mean, my freshman, that freshman year was probably some of the most fun I'd ever had playing soccer, I think. You know, it was, it was one of those years where nothing was expected of our team. No one really knew how we were going to be. And going into it, for me personally, I didn't know if I was going to be starting. I, I didn't even know if I would make the team. I, was, I went to the Dutch touch camps, you know, prior to Jan? the tryout. Was that yeah, Jan? Jan. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, we had him, we had him yeah. on a couple of episodes. Yeah, he's a great guy. And, um, but yeah, so I did those just to try and get in front of Mickler's eyes, be like, all right, this kid can play. And I did well in those, but I mean, th those were just kids from all over that would come in. It wasn't really that hard to, to show out in that one. But, um, for a freshman year going into that, you know, I'm playing against 18 year olds. Um, so I didn't know what to expect, but I remember the first day of preseason, I was with, you know, all the freshmen training with them and, you know, varsity was wherever. And then you know, someone came out to me after that first session, like you're with varsity tomorrow. <clears throat> and so I went up with varsity and uh, were, did were, really well there. Were you, were, were you a big kid? Was he a big kid as a freshman? Were you taller? I was like, about six foot, I think. As Just think if you had girls at the school. Five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made the promise thinking they might go co-ed. <laughs> oh, it was a shocker showing up to my first uh, freshman class at IU seeing chicks in the, in the classroom, <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'm going to keep us on this little timeline. I'm, I'm going to move us back to what would be your junior year you're in florida you're going through that process you know you're in the camp you're clearly competing typically and i'm going to assume this is when the conversations really started to occur with collegiate what, yeah correct yeah what the next step would be was it during that time that uh iu and uh, in michigan state we were talking about rinsing earlier you know uh when did those conversations start to occur and how did that play into your decision-making process as a, as a player, as a family, and also the third part of that would be your commitment to come back to play high school. Did did the college process that conversation check those boxes? Yeah. What Cementing was that, like? that decision allows you to open the door to come back <clears throat> per se. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so my. Uh, junior year I played academy here with Gallagher I was in residency just for that one semester in the spring came back here and you know played here but while I was in residency I remember uh, at the time uh, recruiters weren't allowed to contact us sure. but we were allowed to call them so you know we would I would have coaches with our national team come up to me and be like hey the Stanford coach wants you to call him you know so-and-so wants you to call him I, the Virginia coach I remember I had multiple phone where I would have to call the coach because it was, you know, against NCAA rules for them to call us. But yep. uh, that's when I realized, okay, I'm going to have some options. This national, it really helped me out uh, for, for college for sure. Um, but, you know, IU came into the fold, I think more so in the junior year when I was playing academy, IU came calling uh, Michigan State 
Georgetown, SLU, Wisconsin were kind of my top five. How, how annoying was Ken Godat during those years? Ken's <laughs> <laughs> the man. I'm sure he's glad I went to IU. <laughs> so I, I'm curious about your, your six months of residency or, or that, that time frame. <clears throat> you, mis- you mentioned Pulisic. Uh, you, were you there at the same time as Logan Poncho? Yep, yep. And good then, friends with Logan, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and who's also good friends with Christian. Yep. Um, and then you guys in the 2019 championship, you were out with an injury, and you got to watch Logan play Austin yep. in that national championship. Talk about how being injured, because, you know, uh, JB, you know, Beckett was injured at the beginning of last season, and we've all gone through that. Talk a little bit about that experience of watching your team play for a national championship while you're sitting on the sidelines and knowing that you you played with a lot of the guys on both sides of that that squ- those squads definitely yeah that that was probably the toughest year i had gone through in, in soccer you know coming out of high school i had you know i had was very successful had a very successful career so far and you know you're kind of like the man in st louis sort of so to speak but then, you know, you come to IU and you think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to still play super well. I'm going to, you know, ball out. And uh, it was a reality check for sure. Getting there, playing with guys, you know, four or five years older than you. Yeah. And it's different than when you're 14 playing against 18 year olds. You know, when you're 18 playing against 23 year olds, it's tough. And, uh, you know, adapting to that was very tough. And then my freshman year, they played me at forward, which I was not used to. I was a center back growing up. Um, only played a, you know, nine or 10 games. I had an impact on a couple games, but, um, it wasn't the year I had expected. So it was a big reality check and then tore my ACL in the summer for uh, summer training. And I knew I was going to be out that whole fall. Um, and I honestly, they had told me I probably wasn't going to get a whole lot of playing time in the fall anyways. So looking back, it was, uh, I think it was a blessing in disguise for me because it, it gave me another year. Um, which I was able to, you know, I, I always say that, you know, the, the year I tore my ACL, it gave me the year that I was able to lead our team to the national championship final. So that was, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it worked out. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's... Well. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it, it's a lot to process because, you know, as a player, we, we always joke, like, it's really... People don't understand this, but most of the time it's like, you know, when, when somebody says, oh, what's your favorite game? What's your favorite experience? And, and they expect you to talk about, you know, lifting the cup or wearing the medal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how, for, for the kids that are listening, because we do have a lot of like players that listen, talk about how important it is to frame those losses, those struggles because adversities, I, the adver- yeah, yeah, can, can be I mention on the yeah. adversity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go jump in. As AJ rehabbed his knee, he was with Shane Battelle. If you know Shane, oh. he's a St. Louis yeah. guy, and I, they yeah, worked him. out the entire summer <clears throat> getting that knee ready. He came back into camp because he was out that whole year. He did his ACL in May, so he was out the whole year. Circle back around. And into uh, I guess the season they did spring and then that, but AJ came off the bench against North Carolina with two minutes left and headed in the game winner, and me and Katie were there and there were a lot of tears. 
Who? Uh, and then hers, he, he, hers he, or yours? He, he, or both. Well, hers <laughs> mainly. But, <laughs> but point is, we knew the aggression he went through to try to get there and try to bring it back. And, you know, they needed it. That was a, two games. It was the first couple games of the year. We were in North Carolina against North Carolina. They were ranked two, and I think we were four or five. Mm-hmm. And he checked uh, into the game with 10 minutes left. He hadn't played. How about that And he banged the head ball in to win the well, game. It's, it's they crazy. got on the bus, and it was unbelievable. It's we just were, crazy. It was so good. He's a grinder. You're right. But he's a big-time player it's just and crazy a big-game player. That Love it. You have been under so much pressure your whole soccer career. And you, you talked about that first year at, at CBC being just kind of fun because there was no pressure. Going to IU and going what you went through, knowing that there's a chance I might not have a spot back because there are so many good players coming in every single year to work that hard and to put that much effort in. What, what motivated you to get through the injury, the injury and the yeah. physical therapy yeah. and, and, and getting back up to a spot where Yegley was like, yeah, I, we're going to put you in. Yeah, good question. That's yeah. good job, Zach. Yeah, I think... Way better uh, than your first question. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, going through that recovery process that fall when our team was really good that year and, you know, the year before I hadn't played as much as I mentioned, but that sophomore year our team was so good. Uh, I think we lost one or two games, made it to the national championship final, and I'm sitting there the whole semester, you know, not tra- watching all the trainings watching all the games, rehabbing, and I'm thinking, man, this team, they, they don't need me. They made it to the national championship final, you know, and a lot of pieces were returning the next year too. Um, so I'm like, shit, I got to really work my ass off to, you know, at least show that I can play with these guys. And, you know, then that following year came, and uh, like he said, that that North Carolina game was uh, probably the most rewarding game, you know, feeling I've had after a game just – everything I went through through the injury and missing out um, and, you know, all the, you know, the tough nights, you know, with my parents and, uh, you know, Tom Morris was a big help for that as well. He helped the, my uh, strength coach at IU, I mentioned earlier, he was a huge, I would go rehab with him a bunch. Um, But, you know, just, it was a full circle moment, I think, uh, with my, both my, my parents there that, you know, had, had been been through the, the lows with me, especially with that ACL How about injury. the confidence level after that? And then to, to kind of round out the timeline, um, you commit to Indiana your junior year in the spring or the fall? Fall. 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 Okay, so um, Kevin Kalish, the DA is relatively new, one, two years into it. You as a family, you and your dad, your mom, you guys make a decision to go back for your senior year, play the fall sport at CBC. You committed the previous fall as a junior. Did Kevin give you the blessing as a Scott Gallagher guy, or was he like, <laughs> I, I don't want you to do this? Or can you talk about that dynamic a little bit just so our listeners are clear about your timeline in the first two, three years of the DA? Yeah, my Kevin was my coach in the DA through sophomore, junior year, and then you know, I had always known in the back of my mind I did want to come back and play for my high school senior year just because of how great my experience freshman year was. I wanted to play with my a lot of my friends played 
on the team and a lot of my other friends played for yeah, SLU. But you know there were no out. girls there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair <laughs> point. But I was hoping there'd be chicks yeah. at the high school games, not oh, at the academy yeah, games. Yes. You know, that's where the girls would go. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, that, that academy process was huge for my development and Kalish was was great with, with everything as well. But I do remember having that conversation with Kalish after my junior year. It was towards the end of the year. I think after a year ended, and I was sitting in his car with him, and he was just like, "Man, I don't know." Like I, he he definitely wanted me to come back and play academy with him, but you know, I, I think uh, looking back, I, I don't regret the decision at all. I mean, I Good that senior year was a, a for blast you. for me, and uh, you know, I don't know if things would have gone different. If not, you never know. But well, he left. Um, he left anyway. Yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing all right. I he's eventually right. got yeah, to play whatever, for, whatever for him he, again. Yeah, so. whatever he said or thought it doesn't matter because he wasn't even. there. What was Dad thinking? Was Dad like, no way? Or was Dad like, you know what? You're inked at Indiana. Yeah, no, I mean, that's well, a legitimate yeah. question. You know, Dad. I Dad mean, and Mom. Mom too. Is well. were you guys part of that conversation? Legit. We might have been the dumbest of all. <laughs> we were not, but we thought high school would be a good, a good thing for him to do because Lost we team. thought leadership qualities could be important for the future. Absolutely, and that you don't just have to be out there on the best team all the time. And sometimes, and that was a good team. They really had a great team. But it was, can you bring something out of it? Can you get something out of it? That was our question to AJ. And he said, yeah. And, I, and we, we agreed, Katie and myself agreed, that he could, he could pull a leadership role. You're going to have some freshmen. You're going to have some 14-year-olds. You're 17. You're, Who you know, wants can you drag these year? guys along? So uh, It was like Francis Howell or something. We, Francis Howell. Yeah, it was a, that it, was It wasn't St. Dom, that. dude. Do you know what side of the river that's on, though? Mic drop. See you guys later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We. I would say that's map. on the wrong side of two rivers from here. <laughs> we live on your side of the river, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things, you know. We've really kind of dug into that because it, it is it, it is a common. I mean, it's a theme in on our show lately, you know, because I families struggle that are part of the process or maybe they're part of the bubble or maybe, you know, with the expansion of academies, you know, there's exponentially more opportunities for kids to, quote, be academy players. And I'm just going to pose the question to you. Having been through the process as a family, you as a player, you as a parent, um, knowing, I mean, you guys clearly know the landscape of the game here today. Uh, the expansion of academy, the year-round, uh, quote, academy training versus, you know, the, the parlay between high school and club, et cetera. Knowing what you know now, you know, you're, 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 with, you're playing pro. You, you played at the highest level, uh, Division One soccer. Where do you guys see this going? Because, you know, there's also that, how do we compare ourselves globally? You know, U.S. soccer. Uh, how do we? You know, you look at the Division One programs. You know, we talk to a number of uh, coaches, the Rensings of the world, and 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 Kevin and uh, Jared Imbeck over at Akron. And they're like, look, man, you know, we we we're finding our players in the academy. Do you think that this path, good, bad, and different growth? You know, because you, you're in the front row of this whole process and you lived it and you made the decision and you were one of the few that did the figure eight back and forth. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about today's environment? 
I mean, I, I think it's, it's only getting better, in my opinion, uh, in the U.S. You can just see that soccer is growing. I think a big eye-opener for me was the World Cup, how many, how many friends and people that I'm you know, associated with that aren't maybe huge soccer fans but were super into the <clears throat> World Cup, you know, and then with City this year, getting a lot of, a lot of people involved. But you know, with, it's, with the academy uh, you know, uh, sector, it's, uh, it's tough, but I, I think it's only, only for the better. Um, my experience was a lot different than these kids nowadays. Timing. Um, a little yeah, bit of timing. Yeah. Um, high school was more of an option back then, I think, just because, um, you know, you could still get recruited from high school back. You still can now, but I think it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher mm. to get noticed through high school, which is pretty <laughs> evident. I mean, I, I would say if back then, it, it say, you know, I'm 14 now, I'm going to be trying to play for city every year. You know, it just, they, it's a, it's a long grueling season, but you know, for me training with these kids, it's, you know, it just makes me, you know, a little bit jealous thinking, you know, if I had this when I was younger playing with pros every day, going into college, you know, it would, would have done, you know, a lot for a lot for my game. And, you know, I I was already a good player, but it could have, could have, you know, really helped. We haven't even talked about this. More. You played high school, college, club, which I know has breaks. Um, you're now playing pro. This is your second year. Can you talk about the length of the season and how much of a um, how much of an adjustment that was for you? I mean, we're talking about 18 weeks in high school soccer. We're talking about three months in college soccer. We're talking about, you know, fall and spring seasons in academy soccer. And granted, nowadays it's maybe 10, 11 months, and you may have not played that academy. You were in a residency program. I mean, what is this City 2 season – is a freaking marathon. What has that done for you as far as your body? Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a grind for sure. Um, you know, I would, I would say last year um, I started really well in the year. I had, you know, two, three good months, and then I sort of hit a little wall where, you know, I was used Can to we outline the season? Is it February to November? So we started preseason January, mid-January. Okay. okay. And then season, the actual season started in March, late March. Okay. Well, maybe March 25th, 20th, something like that. And then the season went until November. Your slew season ended in December, right? Like we're talking right, about you, city, right? I know, but right before going yeah, into yeah, that, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. He had zero time off, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went straight from that slew season. We ended in December, and then we I started up in January. So I at that really good field in Washington. Yeah, my my goodness. Kalish <laughs> Kalish loved that field. Oh, that fucking game! I will always look back on. How do you really kidding. feel about it, oh, man? My God, that drives. It was my last college game ever. I had to play in a fucking swamp, but it's all good. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, now we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're like an hour into this thing, man. You're killing me. Um, look. We we've had a blast. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but I mean, you got you guys have lives and evenings in front of you. Um, I I just I, I want to say I knew enough about you to be dangerous. I I've been a fan from afar, uh, aware from afar. Um, you're just a cool, dude, man. I mean, I think that's that's 
number one, I love that. I love your attitude and how you do it, but kind of your approach and your story and kind of your humble uh, uh, demeanor to respecting your whole process and paying respect to you know, the, 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 the history, the pedigree from, you your know, what, what Terry did, your parents, yeah. uh, the club to everything. Kudos to you, man. Good, good job, dad. You raised yeah, a good well kid. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you the tro- trophy today. Actually, we might give you the tab, his his mom. mom. His mom. Yeah. Raised yeah. A good mom. It wasn't Paolo. It was mama. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was so I, I, I just, I just want to say, you know, Best of luck, dude. And we'll be following. We'll be keeping in touch. Um, you guys, I mean, I know I, you guys had fun. I had a great time. And let me ask a dumb question, because obviously I started with a dumb question. And <laughs> well, probably, let's, let's close with one. Finish with one. Did wah, you... Wah, wah. <laughs> stab you with my pen. Um, <laughs> did you get a chance to do anything with FC? Yes, actually. Uh, so when I would come back for the summers from IU, I would train with St. Louis FC for the because that's where I, summers, I believe I, I I was a season ticket holder and yep. I I knew of you from that. Mm-hmm. That's how I, my introduction to AJ was from the FC days. And when we had Tom Strunk on, we talked a little bit about that. And I still see you at City Park, walking around. I, I've seen you at different things and. I love that you have just embraced your role as not just a member of the team, but a member of this community. And I think that's so important. And that's, it's not a question. It's just a praise for, for, for your family, for you. And again, just so thankful that we get to, to meet people like you and, and, and let your voice be heard through our, 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 dumb show um <laughs> and and so thank you both for, for joining not, thank you for katie for letting you guys come out today and show. it's yeah, been great should bring her on i i am in i'm in oh <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll totally do that um yeah man best of luck with the rest of the season uh like i said we're, we'll we'll keep in touch um you know and, and dad thank you for coming in as well because i mean th- that side of the equation is where a lot of people are like sure oh my god what am i doing wrong and i think the moral of the story is Keep your mouth shut. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't yell. <laughs> you don't yell. <laughs> because we've all been there, man. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I, so I want to give you one more if I can. Yeah. Please do. It's yeah, it. soccer related, but it's also that maturity moment for AJ. They lost in the national championship game in overtime. And he was the captain of the team and he had to do the presser. Oh, yeah. And you oh. have to stand there with no tears. And we could have won the game. There were there were goals to be had. He never threw a single player under the bus, not that you had to. He just said we, we fought as a team. We lost as a team. They were the better team today. But as a dad, I was most proud of that more than any soccer, anything he ever did is standing up to the press and just being genuine. Dude, you know what? what I mean, it's like we just mentioned this earlier, and, and hearing you say that was like a, an epiphany. Yeah. Now that we're in this phase of our, our own lives, right? You know, as players, we always remember that loss. We remember those losses. But you as a dad remembering his reaction to How that he loss? It. Yep. Well, there there are very few period people in our game that will even be asked those questions in that difficult time of transgression. And, I, you know, 
kudos to you for being involved in that. And secondly, out of this world for just acting like a fucking dynamite human. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's awesome, Dad. And you're right. I mean, if, if that, I would love to be able to say those words. That, that, must, have, that, that must have been the Sicilian blood, right? That was, he was, <laughs> it was some Irish and some Italian. Yeah, and he, I, we were super that. proud of him. All right. Love it. Are you, are you, are you like, God, you guys quit talking about <laughs> no, me. I, I just, <laughs> no, thank you guys for, for the praises. And this has been great, great coming on and, you know, meeting you guys, talking with you. And, you know, I do want to say, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be where I am today without my parents, my dad. And, uh, you know, that moment after that national championship game, whatever, you know, I said some good words, but, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to have, you know, spoken like that in front of the media if it weren't for how I was raised uh, by my parents. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, my mom, dad raised me very well and, you know, love them very much. And, uh, yeah. Love you too, AJ. Oh, oh yeah. Well, and then let me End say this. And, and we're play the music. We're, we're <laughs> going to play the music. Mute Jared's mic. No, there's no reason to mute this <laughs> mic. But I, I tell you what, here's what I will say for us this three mic and our never boys. Gets muted. <laughs> uh, we are extremely excited to watch your future. Agreed. And and I hope, and I think you have the ability to do so with your passion. I hope you're playing in our center back or in our six or our holding mid or wherever on our field in the near future yeah, because and, and, we want it. Yeah, and when you do that and you have that moment and you blast that head ball in, right, just point up to corner 100. Yeah. <laughs> and the soccer dads will be right there, and we'll, we will be pointing back. How's you that guys mean? better be drinking yinglings. Sure. <laughs> you will be drinking something. No, I'm going sure. Balkans. Balkan treat box, man. They Balkan treat box is the best beer in the history of beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. AJ, thank you uh, Dad, thank you, guys. This is awesome. Uh, you two jokers, uh, as always. You're welcome. Thanks for not screwing it up that bad. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll out. I'm, I'm gonna play a little uh, a little more Dana Michael Anderson. Uh, this song is called Bottles. A little happy tune. Go lucky. Uh, check out his ab- album. It's called Bottles. I would appreciate that. Give us a follow. Send it to a friend because. Uh, I don't know. They might find us funny too. Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you, Jared, not us. <laughs> Go ahead. Say. It. I know you want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll catch up with you later. Thanks for having us. All right, man. Anytime. Sometimes it's filled with fury. Just can't wait to make my stand. Things that I'll do to